This is the We Are Outdoorsmen podcast, built by outdoorsmen for outdoorsmen, presented by Herod Outdoors and Max Luer. Top line. Top line just got this. Yes, there it is. <laughs> yeah, that was my fault. There we go. Oh, she does it again. Welcome back to another episode of the We Are Outdoorsman podcast presented by Haired Outdoors and Max Lure. Bobby, Richie, me, and he are here, and we're ready to talk some fishing. Shocker, right? We talk of fishing. Talked a lot of fishing recently. Yeah. Just, well, just, it's just, on talking, our mind. just talking fishing. It's on our mind. Talk a little fishing. A little coffee fishing. It's a good way to start your Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> well, what we need to do is we need to go fishing instead of sitting around here talking in the microphone. Yes, we do. Where's where's where should we go? Should we go well, to Roosevelt? Personally, I think we need to start fishing Roosevelt. Yep. It's that time. If you've It's uh, that time. If you're, you know, a uh, often peruser of instagram and facebook in the pacific northwest you see quite a bit of content coming out of roosevelt uh, you, you got trophy kokanee up there you got you know real good trout fishing and uh today we're just going to talk a little bit about you know how to target a very tricky fishery um you know especially this time of year but uh if you can dial it in there's some uh mm. beautiful fish to be had up there mm. mm-hmm. excellent excellent fish you know this time of the year they they the water's coming down. It's drawing those fish. It's basically congregating them in a closer vicinity so that you can target them more numbers. Mm-hmm. And in turn, they're up on the surface because that's the only place there's any food. So, you know, the 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 whole Roosevelt fishery is really predicated upon that, that water drawdown. Right. Uh, the time of year like we're going into and getting those getting those fish congregated to where you can go out and actually you know catch a limit of uh two fish a piece uh you know but those fish are in the uh two and a half to six pound range right i mean those those are beautiful kokanee holy cow yeah the lower basin in like roosevelt this time of year which is where we fish mostly we don't we don't go up lake as much as uh maybe it would be nice to do just because it's distance for us but we know some other folks that fish further up in the reservoir that tend to do well this time of year in different places but but in the lower basin near the reservoir the dam itself yeah um that's where the fish start congregating this time of year and there's in the last couple weeks i've noticed there's a few boats out there and i'm sure they're starting to pick them up seeing some nice photos and you know, it's interesting because, you know, these fish come up to the surface. They're in the top 10 feet of water a lot of times. That's where you're going to find them this time of year, and which means that, you know, they're going to be a little bit boat shy, so you've got to do things that um, get your gear away from the, your boat. Long setbacks, double D dodger, for example, that pulls your gear out of your boat trail and gets to you know where those fish are located in the on the upper surface and they are beautiful i mean cold water chrome bright four pound kokanee on lake roosevelt i mean i don't know it's one i for whatever reason catching those big fish up there really gets me excited i i tell you i just 
we get one on and my blood pressure goes up. I'm just like excited. I don't know what it is. Something about that lake and those fish exciting. Well, they're just they're just gorgeous fish. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're catching those uh the it, it's like uh, you know that elusive uh, uh two pound perch right. or catching a 50 pound chinook or you know it, it's one of those things that, that it, they're big fish uh they're congregated you can catch them uh you know if you know what you're doing you can go out and catch a limit of the of fish like that that are just uh, fantastic mm-hmm. um if you know what to do how to do it you know guys are up trolling uh uh flies guys are trolling squitters uh different different types of things up sure. on the surface sure. um you know 120 100 200 feet behind the boat yep, big um, yeah long long setbacks um you know a lot of guys overlook for years, everything was nothing but fishing flies up there. And the one thing that people have figured out is, you know, fishing a squitter, just mm-hmm. a squitter with no spinner blade, no nothing on it, works very, very well because you're emulating that that whole right. whole thing going through the water column. Um, you know, at the same time, the rainbows this year oh, yeah. are right. larger than usual. And, you know, they're catching some three to five pound rainbows up there. Right, exactly. So, you know, you're out there 120 to 200 feet behind the boat with uh, four to six rods and, you know, going through the, uh, going through some setback, uh, you know, some type of little of cove, whatever, and you never know what you're going to get. Yeah, that's a nice thing about it. One thing I've found is that they... Um, if you're, if you can place your boat in that lower basin, somewhere around a hundred to say 120 feet of water depth and fish that contour of depth, even though you're fishing off the surface, you know, sure, that sure. that's like the optimal place to be. And I'm not exactly sure why, but they're in to the bank a little bit. It's probably because of the way the water's moving in Lake Roosevelt, whatever those things are. And then... If you uh, if you're trolling with those long setbacks, if you're taking your boat and you're just turning a little bit left, turning a little bit right, then your gear is constantly out of the boat wash. Yeah, because you're creating a situation where absolutely you're getting gear to go out far to the left, far to the right because of the way you're driving your boat. And yep. I think that really helps too. You've, if you've got the double D Dodger or you know, some guys using side planers, whatever it is that sure, gets you out sure. and you're doing that, then you're fishing pretty still water and you can get yeah. on those fish. And, um, you know, speeds are kind of similar as to what we do any other time of the year and at 1.4 to 1.7 miles an hour. Sure. And the faster you go, the more likely you are going to pick up some really nice tr- trout too. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it's a lot of fun. Oh, it is. It is. I'll tell you what, you know, the few times when we first went up there a couple of times and, you know, and it was 12 degrees out and blowing oh 15 goodness. or 18 and, you know, you're trying to figure stuff out and, and, you know, it, it's just it uh, a challenge. You know, it is. It's a, it's a big challenge, yeah. but, you know, as long as you've got those long setbacks behind your boat so that you're not spooking the fish because they're up on the surface, zero to uh, 10, 12 feet below the surface, 
uh, like you said, a lot of people overlook the fact that instead of running a straight line, when you're running a lot of zigzags, you're, you're creating uh, zones where you're not spooking those fish. Yep. And in turn, it helps with your setbacks on picking up fish. So it's it's something that, that, like I said, a lot of people overlook that. You know, they they put out side planers. They'll run double D dodgers. They'll run stuff, you know, uh, 150 feet behind the boat in order to let those fish come back up to the surface, uh, come back into the boat path, you know, you know, the drill. And in turn... By doing those those zigzags uh, continually, it ha- really helps enhance that that whole uh, getting those fish back up on the surface quicker or not spooking them as much. Yeah, and those fish, you know, it doesn't really matter what time of the year that you're catching them; they go berserk. Oh when man, you get hooked, <laughs> which is a lot of fun. I mean, that's part of the reason I, I think I get so excited. You catch a four pound coconut up there and that thing's going ballistic he's well, coming like out a... of the water and they're already near the surface yeah and, you know and, and one thing that'll help you know be successful in making sure you land them is you really keep your rod tips low and try to keep that fish down and you know keep the slack out of it because they'll they'll screw you up they'll run at the boat they'll they barrel roll in they'll barrel roll that's how they <laughs> spit the fish every time <laughs> a yeah. typical co- a lot of they... people say that they have soft mouths but you know, I was talking to Jeff about this a couple of weekends ago, and it's like, you know, yes, they might have you know softer mouths, but right. the reason they spit it is because they're you know kamikaze towards the boat. They're well, they they barrel roll. Yeah. They, it, it's it's like they go crazy. It, it's the kokanee the kokani death roll. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, yeah. stop it, you little please don't sucker. do please don't do that please don't do that. <laughs> yeah. So, but this is a good time of the year to go up there and start doing it for the next couple of months. It's going to be. You know some pretty good fishing, and it's a it's a wonderful fishery. There's a lot of water, a lot of places to fish up there. You know that um, you can be away from folks and, sure. and still be successful, and um, you know just catch these really beautiful fish. Oh yeah, and, and the and the thing is, is it's no different than kokanee fishing anywhere else. The typical colors: right. your pinks, your hot oranges, your uh, purples and pinks, your purples and and all I can think of is Johnny Candle going. We yeah. just use pink, don't you? Just yeah. pink. <laughs> exactly. Our friend Johnny exactly. Candle from the Midwest. Yeah, yeah walleye the fisherman. walleye fisherman. The walleye fisherman. Like, well, don't you, you just, just use pink? Don't you just use pink for everything? <laughs> yeah, yeah pretty, pretty much. much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Typical kinds of things, but you know, don't overlook you know using different gear a lot of times we have good luck with that double whammy oh yeah yeah red and and uh green or the hot orange and the chartreuse yeah 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 well you know and that's the whole thing is yep. is fish or fish you know they, they see certain colors they see certain things you know on a daily basis because that's what people run right. when you run something a little bit you remember when we were up in in bc yes. and I put on the the uh, chartreuse uh, yes. wiggle hoochie bill and yes. the hot pink squitter yeah, together, mean. and Mark goes, "What are you doing with that?" Yeah, right. And I and put it, it in the water, and, and and we couldn't keep it in the water. Yeah, that you know, worked really well. I mean, we we caught some really nice fish off that really quick. You know, changing up colors and stuff that that is going to attract fish works very very well. Mm-hmm. So you know. Uh, don't ever be afraid to, to change colors up and and try something a little bit different because you know what it works. You know one thing that will happen in Roosevelt, and this would be a good 
tip for those of you giving it a try. Sometimes that water will get pretty stained, mm-hmm. particularly as we start getting into a little bit of runoff here and the, yep. and the reservoir yep. starting to come up, but there's a fair amount of water flowing. It, it can get pretty stained. And you can put your gear down just outside the boat and see that it's it's hard to see it. And um, Danny Coyne, a, a good friend of ours from BC, he and his wife uh, Marina came down and fished with me one spring in March. We're doing a little walleye fishing over at Banks, and then we're fishing at Roosevelt. And I wanted them to catch one of those big kokanee really bad, and the water was tough. You know, I mean, it was sure pretty sure. stained up. And um, Danny and I were, you know, how it is. You know how we are. We got it keep changing up find what's going to work absolutely and and he and i were talking about it. it's like what are we going to do to get these fish to to see it and so we put on uh flashlights Mm -hmm. and we went you know rather than having um you know just a single dodger single dodger with a short setback we went to a wiggle let's see did we go we might have tried different things but we went to a flashlight how big of a flashlight? Oh, I think we went with the four, the four, four blade. blade. Yeah, yeah, I know we did. We went with the four blade flashlight, so the maximum amount of flash that we sure. could get. Uh, and then when then you have your terminal tackle, if you're using a wiggle hoochie, works great with that because now you're getting movement. Right. Um, but then we tried other things as well, and then chartreuse. Yeah, oh, as yeah. much chartreuse as we could put on there. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, they started biting because they were starting sure. to see it <laughs> people people always difference. wonder about shark you know why does chartreuse work so well well you know it's the highest uv yeah uh enhancer or thing that you can see under uv light and you know you use it for salmon fishing in the spring you use it for everything in yep. early in the year and it works fantastically well because of the fact it's the best high uv enhancer that you can use right and made a big difference for us um, immediately because we weren't catching anything sure sure and then we switched over we're like we need we need some attract we need maximum attraction so we're like let's put on flashlights you know and we'll make all in the sun will shine a little bit so then you're getting as much as you can get through the water of course again we're fishing on this near the surface sure sure you know keeping as close to the surface where that has some maximum flash and and we started catching fish. Sure. So it made a big difference. And right now, the water will have good clarity. But as we move into spring, you get a little warm day, and you get a little bit of runoff. And that you water, mean you mean like next week? Well, it, <laughs> yeah. it could happen. Yeah, it's supposed to be fifty by the end of the yeah, week. Yeah, I mean it, it could happen. And golfing uh, weather. Oh, here we go. <laughs> golfing Britain weather. Wanted to talk about golfing. Oh my god! I bought, new, I bought a new driver. The and Bobby and I <laughs> nixed that idea. <laughs> I'm sure you. I'm sure you didn't tune in to listen to golf, (laughs) or they did, and we're just. That's why we're losing subscribers. (laughs) I think not. You guys just talk too much fishing. No, but no, you're you're right, Rich. You know, uh, going to those colors. You know, in the in the uh, springtime when you start getting that that uh, runoff and you start getting stained water is a fantastic way to go. And you know, people don't equate chartreuse to uh, the whole kokanee fishery because right. everything's pinks and purples and It'll you work. know oh it works It'll fantastically work. well I mean look, look, look at Jeffrey Jeffrey mm-hmm. won't fish anything but but a Jeff drift which is chartreuse and glow white mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
now for the novice guy that you know because a lot of people you know travel to come you know experience this fishery try to get these big kokanee you'd mentioned long lining are you touching your downriggers at all well it depends now if you're switching over to uh, a flashlight there's you don't really have much weight sure. obviously you know like because they're ultra light yeah if we're using double d dodgers for example or even well sling blades are fairly light compared to a double d too but if you're if you're not using you know something with metal back there you're not gonna uh, naturally get it down and so then we were putting those on the downrigger sure so that you can get it down a little ways sure but, run it run it down to like uh, eight feet or something like that and yep, then just keeps and then, it underwater. you know even even with your dodgers i i actually i personally like putting even on my dodgers uh, a half ounce of lead on there Mm-hmm. just to ensure that I'm keeping that down under the surface, even though I'm running it back 150 yeah. feet. Yeah, I'll, on I'll your put, Dodgers, yeah. yeah. Especially if we're using a smaller Dodger, right? You yeah, know? absolutely, yeah. absolutely. You know, just to make sure that I'm I'm down there, you know, in yeah. that in that realm. Because, you know, if we're, if we're trolling at 1.6. Oh, sure, know, absolutely. You, that may come to the surface. Yep. And so you've got to do yep. something. And, and usually if, if I'm running like a flashlight, off a downrigger i'm going to actually go a little deeper with the with the downrigger ball because yeah, cause it, it brings it your up your gear is yeah you know coming up out at that distance especially you've sure. got to try to get it so that it's always pulling down sure. some way and you've got to play with that a little bit and just make sure you're keeping your gear down yep. and if you zigzag like we've been talking about that helps a bunch because absolutely you're, you're constantly letting the gear on the inside of your turn drop, drop. and then speed yeah. back up and so on and so forth. So you're you're working all those different depths and you might find that you like I know when Danny and Marina and I were up there, we were getting a lot of fish on the inside turn, which means our gear was dropping dropping a little, down a little, a little bit, bit more. more. And we kind of figured that out. So we even dropped our downriggers down a little bit more. But made sure that we were turning a lot yeah yeah <laughs> creating that same action and it made a big difference you bet you bet sure. we uh we have a pro staffer benita gallon who fishes out there quite a bit and we have a uh she she did a three-part pretty intense tutorial on you know how to t- target trout and kokanee on there so if you guys want a more um visual and or you just want to read um, some of these similar tips that bobby and richie were talking about you can go to the blog on maxler.com and check that out um We'll have some more stuff in the Mac Attack coming up. So if you want to uh, subscribe to the Mac Attack while you're on MaxLore.com, that's a free subscription that comes once a month. Plenty, plenty of tips, hot deals, all sorts of stuff. That's going to probably do it for us today. We uh, want to thank you for listening. Be sure to go like and subscribe. Um, and then give us five-star rating on your Apple Podcasts. And until next week, we will talk to you later. <laughs>